Hey, writers, join our first draft weekly writers club. We meet every Tuesday from 12 to 1 Eastern time. For more information, go to writingclassradio.com and click on the classes tab. Such a lonely number when your mind is on another. I'm Allison Langer. I'm Andrea Askwitz. And this is Writing Class Radio. You'll hear true personal stories and learn how to write your own stories. Together, we produce this podcast, which is equal parts heart and art. By heart, we mean the truth in a story. By art, we mean the craft of writing. No matter what's going on in our lives, Writing Class is where we tell the truth. It's where we work out our shit. I really miss that I wonder, I miss him. I, I do too. I miss him like crazy. Shit is not the same without him. I know. There's no place in the world like writing class and we want to bring you in. This is the first episode in season 13. Last season, we shared 10 stories from prison. If you haven't heard those stories yet, you do not want to miss them. I promise you will see people in prison in a whole new light. I learned, didn't you learn too, so much from their stories? I did. I learned, I mean, are you asking me to tell you now? Yeah. Okay, because I am extremely proud of the prison series. And I'm so, so thankful that you pushed it, Allison, because I was like, I don't know, felt like a whole new direction. And I wasn't as invested. But as soon as I started hearing the stories, I learned so much. A lot of these guys, and most of them are men, but they committed crimes when they were kids. And now, and some of their crimes were really bad. I'm not going to say they weren't, but some of them weren't that bad. And now they're serving sometimes 40 years for something they did when they were barely 18 or not even 18 and tried as adults. And we're going to be condemned for that for life. I just think something is wrong with society. I hope that our stories that got out into the world will change somebody's mind, more people's mind than just ours, and will begin to shape our society in a different way, in a more healthy way. On today's episode, we talk about structure. We also talk about how it's possible to write a full-blown story in less than 600 words. That's amazing because I can't say like, I'm going to the bathroom in under 600 words. I'm like a chatterbox. So being brief, I think is really, really valuable. But you have issues with going to the bathroom. So you might need a few. (laughs) (laughs) You you might need to take up a little bit more space with that story. (laughs) Today on our show, you'll hear a story (laughs) written and performed by my brother, Anthony Askowitz. He's not a writer. He's actually a realtor. He's been a realtor for 32 years. And his story, his story is up after the break. Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. I'm Allison Langer, and every Tuesday from 12 to 1 Eastern Time, I host First Draft. It's a class, kinda, because you'll get a little bit of instruction, but mostly it's a group where you come together with other writers online, write to a prompt and share what you wrote. It's the only way to get better. Come join me 
Check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com or go to patreon.com slash writingclassradio to learn more. All right, we're back. This is Allison Langer, and you're listening to Writing Class Radio. Up next is Andrea's brother, Anthony Askowitz, reading his story, Tossing the Shells, But Not the Memories. I just closed on a condo I have owned for 18 years. The condo was our weekend getaway, 35 minutes from home on the Miami beach. It's where we spent family time. My daughters learned how to swim in the building's pool. I'm a realtor and I, like many sellers, was very emotional about the sale. My wife, she had her moments, but was ready to move on. Our kids no longer wanted to go. So for her, it was time. I've been a realtor for 32 years, and I'm used to telling sellers, you take your home with you as memories. Well, this was not my home. It was my escape. I always felt fortunate to have this unit. It was something I really wanted and worked hard to afford 18 years ago. My wife and I went to the unit to clean out all our stuff. I put all my art and personal items in a suitcase, and the rest we bagged up to donate or throw out. We had garbage bags full of 18-year-old beach towels, bunk bed sheets, even the floaties we blew up and put our baby's arms in. While cleaning out the closet, I found all our old shells. I spent 18 years collecting shells from the beach. I had bags and bags full. Over the years, my girls and I made presents for their grandparents for all the holidays. We glued shells that looked like olives, clams, and baby conks to tissue boxes for the grandmothers. We enhanced picture frames with giant Atlantic cockles and yellow cockles, or maybe they're just called scallops. We even made cufflinks for the grandpas out of shiny little orange ones that look like they have a mouth. My wife is very meticulous and organized. Sometimes she gets a little possessed when she wants to get things done. She said, throw the shells out and get back to work cleaning. As much as I like cleaning, I was very distracted. I said, I have to put them back. She said, what are you crazy? We don't have time for this. Still, I put all the shells in a big cardboard box and carried what seemed like 50 pounds of shells all the way down to the water's edge. I began to throw them back in one at a time. I threw that one and then this one into the ocean. This took a while. The shells were all in perfect shape. There were always so many good ones. We never saved ones with holes. Then I spilled some on the shore. I was sweating and for some reason my eyes started to water. When I finished returning them all, I noticed two little kids picking up our shells. 30 seconds later, a woman walked by, bent down and picked up a very special shell, a conch. My job was done. I brought back the shells I had borrowed, and it felt good seeing others enjoy them. Now it was time to let go of my girl's childhood. We are embarking on a new phase. When were my oldest is getting married, and my middle daughter has a serious boyfriend and lives in New York, and my little baby, who is 20, is in her third year of college in another state. What choice do I have but to move on? I am leaving my getaway 
but I will take my home and my memories with me. So let me start because this is your brother and you know the story because you helped him record, which stay tuned till the end because we're going to throw in a couple bloopers because they're funny as shit. I just want to say I love the wife. I know she wasn't in there that much, but I really loved her because you can see her like, come on, hop to it. Let's get ready. Let's get, she's all business. And he's so emotional and sentimental, which is like usually the opposite. So I just loved that part. He was like, but wait, I've got to return the shells. I've got to return them to the water, you know, the ocean where they've come. I just thought that was really, really cute. Lisa's like, throw these away. Let's go. Keep cleaning. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit of both of them. Like when I get on a mission, I just want things done. But at the same time, I'm, I, I can't throw anything out. I'm the worst. I really related to both of them. So I thought that in those details, I was really, really drawn in. And I I started laughing when I heard the word cockles. I'm sorry. I'm like very childish, but cockles cracked me up. So good on you. What do you mean? Well, he used the word cockles and I was like, yeah, use that word. It's funny. (laughs) You know, it was just funny. To me, it was funny. I know it's like a nerdy shell word, but I don't know. Anything with cock in it is funny. Did you like how he was like, or maybe they're just called clams? Yeah, that was hilarious. He's so dry. It's so funny. Anyway, he's just so sweet. I really did wonder, however, and I know I'm just talking about like the line items, but I wondered when that woman bent down to pick up the, sh- the conch, did he want to like conquer over the head? Because I was just like, I, I would have been like, wait, 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 I want that back. <gasps> so I was wondering what? if there was any emotion right then. I kind of wanted that. But he says later, right then, like a, a second later, that he felt good about it. So I'm trusting him, but I'm, I was a little bit untrusting. Really? I don't know. I really bought it. I really bought that there was like this grown man crying at the edge of the um, ocean, (laughs) putting his shells back one by one. I did. I thought it was so sentimental. It's so sweet and adorable to me that that's why I wanted to air it on the show. He actually read this story at a dinner party like we were having, and um, his reading was. Um, this is a better reading, but so, <laughs> so he was just like, you guys, I wrote a story like in front of like my mom and dad and like his in-laws and all of the, all of his children and my kids. I mean, it was like a performance moment out on the patio at his house. And it was, t- uh, we were so surprised. It was so sweet. I have a question about something we talk about often, and it's clear mm-hmm. that the this person is a person with means, right? So he has this extra house and, and he says in there, like, we've been fortunate and he's worked really hard to afford it 18 years ago and all that. But how is it that he's allowed to basically say that he has this spare home and not get lambasted? Maybe he will. Maybe, maybe our listeners are going to be like, I don't give a shit about this man's uh, selling his extra condo. Yeah. People might not like that, but it really wasn't about the condo and selling the condo. It was really that maybe that was like the situation. Yes. He's got this condo and he's selling it. I mean, that wasn't really even the situation. The situation is his, his kids have moved away and now they don't need this. Yeah. And the story is how is this man dealing with it? And by showing us, I think taking the shells out, he's trying but he's he's not dealing with it well. I do think that at the end, he takes his own advice, which is why I thought it's such a short story, but it's it does 
full, it is a full story. I thought maybe we could look at this in the form of the structure that we always talk about, right? I call it the five C's because that's where I read somewhere and it's, but I kind of created my own version, but it basically starts with like, where are you now? And he did that really well. He's got this problem and he tells us what the problem is. Closing on a condo. Right. Closing on a condo because his kids have grown up basically and moved out. Right. And then he gives us a little bit of backstory. I'm a realtor. Yeah. And I've been a realtor for 32 years. That part I thought was excellent. He gave us expertise and his expertise was, I've done this for 32 years and I've been telling sellers, take your memories with you. That's what he has to try to do, though he's having a hard time. Yeah. And we talk about like the event. The event can come before or after the backstory. In this case, I think we're telling it a little bit before. This is the event, basically, right? His kids have moved off. So you can either tell it before the backstory, get into the backstory, and then um, start talking about some of the obstacles he's facing. So in this story, that's basically what he did. So now he's talking about the obstacles, and that's getting rid of all this stuff. And he has a choice, a problem and a choice. Is the wife an obstacle? No, what's (laughs) wrong with you? She sure is. Because she was saying, throw them away, throw them away. So she was. Well, maybe. Okay. (laughs) So maybe she's part of the obstacle because maybe he wanted to keep them, but he couldn't. We don't know that because in this story, he doesn't tell us. So he's got this obstacle. He has these shells that he and stuff, all this stuff. And it didn't seem like he had so many problems getting rid of the stuff. Right. Just the shells, which I loved. So now we get to the transformation, right? And this has to happen in every story. He has to decide on a path and a plan to overcome his obstacles, right? So he's got these shells. He's going to go out and return them because for him, returning them to the sea at least gives somebody else an opportunity to gather them and create their own memories. I wonder if he was thinking that when he was boxing them up, like, or did that just happen? I felt like that was a really interesting moment where he goes down and he starts throwing them back in one by one. And did you think of the starfish story? Did it come up for you? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Mm -mm. So there's an old parody about a kid walking on the beach and all these starfish are washed up on the sand. The parent, the kid starts throwing the starfish back into the sea one by one. But there's so many. And the parent says, you're never going to be able to save all those starfish. And the kid said, well, I saved this one. Aw, yeah. It's such a beautiful tale. And this story conjured that up for me. Because he said, I threw that one, then this one into the ocean. And I, I know he did it on purpose because I told him it made me think of the starfish story. And he said, yeah, he thought of that too. I think we innately do tell stories in this sort Mm -hmm. of structure. We just, I think I tend to fuck them up Uh the way our mind puts the the story on the page when it hits us. And then we go back trying to fill it in and make it better. And then sometimes Mm -hmm. we just ruin it. Um, That's why we always say save your first version. So you can always go back. But the last thing as part of the structure that we recommend is a resolution. And it's kind of like what modern love does when they over explain the ending. I just want to say that what modern love does, they land their ending in in an upbeat and very obvious way. And that's just the style of modern love. Um, We are not saying over explain the ending. Just show us 
how you've changed from the beginning to the end. Otherwise, it's just a situation. Tony does that really well when he, let's see. My job was done. I brought the shells I had borrowed. Now it's time to let go of my kid's childhood. Yeah, exactly. Um, We are embarking on a new phase, one where my oldest is getting married and my middle daughter has a serious boyfriend and lives in New York and my little baby who is 20 in her third year of college in another state. What choice do we have? I'm leaving my getaway, but I will take my home and my memories with me. Which is exactly what he said. He always said to his clients. Oh, the callback. Yes. He learns from himself at the end. He has no other choice, but he's going to take his memories with him. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. So for everyone who just listened to me rattle on about structure and is now confused, I'm just going to really quickly give you the first five. You need the backstory, the event, and those can be switched. The obstacle, the transformation, and the resolution. Now say that, say them all in, in, using the letter C. Oh, okay. So context, circumstance, complication, change, and consequence. Nice. It's helpful. It's really, really helpful. We talked about that in my second draft class uh, this past Monday night. We had a tiny bit of spare time and we really got into it. And I think it was helpful if I didn't confuse everybody. There's one other thing I wanted to say about this story that I thought that the narrator did really well, and that is details. He used very specific details like the beach towels and the floaties and the actually like 50 pounds of shells, the types of shells, yellow cockles, white cockles, or maybe they're just called clams. (laughs) (laughs) So he described them really well. The ones that had a mouth, what what they use them for to make presents for the grandparents. I just, I felt... I really understood this story. Do we know how many words it is? Because I feel like the whole thing is like 400 words. And now I can't. Um, 576. 576 words. It's good. What I wanted to talk about also on this episode is how there are publications out there that are open to very, very short narrative nonfiction, very short memoir pieces, like Tiny Love Stories. That's part of Modern Love. Well, tiny love stories, it needs to be a hundred, but brevity is another publication. They like stories that are about 750 words. So it would work with them and beautiful things in river teeth has also a column. And I think their stories are like 250 words. Thank you for listening. And thank you, Anthony Askowitz for sharing your story. Writing Class Radio is produced by me, Allison Langer, Andrea Askwitz, and by Matt Kundle, Evan Serminski, and Courtney Fox at the Sound Off Media Company. Theme music by Amadians. There's more Writing Class on our website, writingclassradio.com, including essays to study, editing resources, video classes, writing retreats, and live online classes. Join our writing community by following us on Patreon. For $10 a month, Andrea will answer all your publishing questions. For $25 a month, you can join our first draft weekly writers group. You have the option to join Tuesdays, 12 to 1 Eastern time, or Wednesdays, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern time. Write to a prompt and share what you wrote. If you're looking to take your writing to the next level, for $125 a month, you'll get first draft and the ability to join second draft. 
Each week, three people bring a second draft for feedback and brainstorming. Join the community that comes together for instruction, an excuse to write, and most importantly, the support from other writers. To learn more, go to patreon.com slash writingclassradio. A new episode will drop every other Wednesday. So look for us. There's no better way to understand ourselves and each other than by writing and sharing our stories. Everyone has a story. What's yours? Produced and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company. I'm a realtor and I, like many sellers, have very emotional... I'm a real... I'm a realtor. Good for you. The shells were all perfect shape. There were always, there were always so good. There were always so many good ones. What choice do we have? What choice do I have but to move on? What choice do I have but to move on? I say it in a little more like, what choice do I have but to move on? What choice do I have but to move on? I'm going to say that again. What choice do I have but to move on? What choice do I have? but to move on. What choice do I have, but to move on? What choice do I have, but to move on? What choice do I have, but to move on? But like, don't don't stop after have. Okay, okay. What choice do I have, but to move on? What choice do I have, but to move on? Yeah. You looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness? Then check out the Natural Man Podcast. Join me, host Mike C., as we explore all areas of human wellness, physical, mental, and emotional. Learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health. Remember, your doctor works for you. Learn biohacks, neurohacks, ways to improve sleep, and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com.